0: afternoon and good night what's going on everybody welcome back to the bhd podcast it is your host again fabian reyes we're sitting nice we're sitting nice on the couch right now we don't have any video production set up tonight we are solo um this is a second crack at this episode guys i just want to be transparent with what's going on uh, the reels that I was posting on Instagram, there was certain parts of it that I just didn't like. I, I thought the episode was unorganized. I thought on my end, I didn't do enough research. I didn't write down a format and a, a storyboard of what was what this episode was going to look like, um, to say the least. So on my end, I was unprepared. I, I apologize, but I wasn't going to put that content out onto the platform. So we're here. We're going into... Uh, the the gym topic again and i've noticed that you know gym just the gym in general has, is not going to go away anytime soon we are in a in an age where uh, the gym has become some sort of a social platform a mall uh it's taken over so many people's lives and i'm very happy to see that and i feel like what i can do on having a podcast you know having a platform and a voice is share what my story was like and how athletes coming out of college are trying to figure out what their purpose is and what their what their reason is for being in the gym after you know leaving a, a college sport or a high school sport. So, let's get right into it. Uh, just a little bit of background information. Out of high school, guys, I was sitting at around five. I would say five nine, five ten, weighing one hundred fifty five pounds. Now, before you say anything, it was it was it was growing up was challenging. Um, I was very skinny. And I tried so many different things to put on weight from my freshman year up to my senior year. And nothing was working. Uh, I, you know, I did protein. I was trying to, like, wake up, like, at 2 in the morning, eat PB&Js, which lasted maybe a week. And that wasn't doing anything. I just had a really fast metabolism. And anything I ate just wasn't staying. It wasn't sticking to me. So uh, I just figured, you know, I needed to mature a little bit more, develop more into my body and just let, let, see where my body takes me. So like I've talked about, uh, I ended up at NMSU uh, with going into a college program, guys, any college program you go into, you're going to get a specific uh, weightlifting regimen and a, a schedule on what you're going to be expected to do uh, when you get to uh, the, the first day of August for lifts for five 30 lifts. So uh, the cool part was I got a whole PDF, a packet of what lifting was going to look like, and I could start preparing. And luckily I had my quarterbacks coach. Like I talked about on Instagram who got me into the gym literally day after graduation in high school. I was going to the gym with him every morning from 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning to about 6.30. So I I was able to gain some confidence in going to the gym four or five times out of the week and getting confident in certain lifts. And that's what I really wanted to dive in and exploit the fact of, if you are stepping in the gym, regardless if you played a sport or not, and you have some sort of gym anxiety, you don't know what, path to take. You don't know what to hit first. Go and do the strongest use. Okay. How do I put this? Figure out what your strongest muscle is, whether it's your back, your chest, your legs, hit that first, hit that twice a week, three times a week, start building your confidence up using the machines, using barbells, using dumbbells, any type of exercise that you are confident in doing Do that first. That is gonna get you more. That's gonna get you to to relax a little bit, to to stop thinking that everyone's looking at you or thinking you're doing it wrong. Like I would say start off with some lightweight, you know, build up into your heavier sets and just let the let the routine take you. Whatever routine you have set up for yourself, that is what works for you. Do that for a couple of weeks. And then once you start doing, you know, more research, looking at TikToks, looking at how the influencers you watch and what they're doing and what they're trying to build, you start picking apart different programs and you build your own. So I would, first and foremost, if you're having gym anxiety, I recommend doing that. If bench is something that you like to do and it's your strong suit, do bench. If it's squats, do squats, like just figure out which type of lift you like to do a lot when you're stepping into a new gym and, you know, hit that first or try to schedule it on a day that you're going to hit that specific body part. Okay. That being said, moving into I'm two months into the the whole lifting with my coach. Um, I was able to get toned, toned up pretty well. Like I had a nice six pack going. I, my arms are starting to get some definition in them. My back was pretty strong. Uh, and I've always been pretty strong in my legs. Just when it comes to lifting, I never let my body develop and let my muscles tear enough to really see where I stood at with some, you know, some decent form. So when I got to college, I noticed that, Athletes lifted different than your everyday bodybuilder, your everyday, you know, person that is in the gym five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, and just hitting whatever they feel like they want to hit on their own specific program. As an athlete, you still need to be mobile. You still need to be able to perform at your sport and perform the best. So your trainers are looking out for all of those other things, depending on what sport you're in. So in this case, I was a pitcher. I needed to make sure my hips were flexible. I needed to make sure my back was strong and I had legs that could drive for seven innings if I needed to pitch seven innings. So we focused heavy on legs, a lot of core work and single arm work on our upper body. We never did barbell bench. We never touched an incline for incline bench with a barbell. Uh, Anything chest related was single arm and deadlift. We did trap bar deadlift and I don't care who you are. Trap bar deadlifts easier. Trap you don't you know get the full range of motion. Whatever you have to say about trap bar deadlift, it protects your athletes. If you are playing a sport, you're going to be protected by doing a trap bar deadlift. Guys, if you show up to a commercial gym and you do trap bar deadlift, you know just do it. I was doing it for the first year and a half, two years that I got done with playing baseball, and people will look at me like if I was if I was crazy because I didn't do deadlifting, and it's you're just, you're accustomed to it. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, I get it. The bar may be a bit, a a bit lighter than the 45 pound bar that you're using when you're just doing a, I don't even a standard deadlift, but it doesn't correlate to anything else, guys. It really, your strength is going to come from it. It's a lot of, a lot of the lifting that you do in college as for specifically athletes is about bursts, little moments of burst. You're supposed to drive with a lot of force with a lot of momentum very quick movements and that was the cool part that i was never used to was at nmsu were privileged enough to have a state of an arc um, gym facility weight room facility and at every rack we had tablets ipads that tracked our times on squats deadlifts um clean jerks uh clean pulls all of that nonsense that was heavy on t- on in terms of speed we had to make a certain speed and it would calculate if this. If we didn't hit, like if we did five reps of clean pulls and out of those four reps, we had to, or out of those five reps, we had hit 1.8 seconds or under. If one of those reps wasn't hitted, was hit, hitted. oh my gosh, I'm sorry. If one of those reps was hit over one, eight or two, it would put a red strike through across the tablet and it wouldn't count the reps. So we'd have to do one more or our coaches would look back at it after the weight um, program is done, our gym sessions done and go back and be like, dude, what the heck? You missed two of these reps. Come on, get faster go down and wait. Um, we need to get you doing this more. We need to, you know, focus on your core. All that stuff was held accountable to what we needed to do and show up every day at the gym. So it was very specific, very tedious and technical on the stuff that we're doing. And a lot of it again, had to do with being quick, being fast. So moving forward, we, it really showed me that I needed to be strong in my legs, which I had some really nice looking legs at the time. They weren't big. And that was one thing when I left NMSU guys, like they, you don't show up and expect to put on 20 pounds of muscle. Some guys do, but in this case, I was expecting to put 20 pounds of muscle and be like 175, 180. That wasn't necessarily what happened. I was still young in my body. My body was still developing. I toned up even more. And I have a picture that I might be able to post on Instagram of me doing a before and after. And I just look completely different. Like my back is shredded. I have a six pack. My legs are just popping and I felt good. The place that I saw the most, I would say, results in was when I was pitching two months after a weight program like that. And I was throwing I think I topped it up. Out of 80, I think I topped out, out of 86, and I was throwing sidearm guys. So, I mean, for that, yeah, there's guys out there throwing 90, but in this case, that was the hardest I've ever thrown. I felt good. I felt strong. I felt compact when I stepped on the mound, and it made a difference. It, it was a cool thing to see when, like, going to the gym wasn't a big deal for me. And I ended up being one of the top performers in my weight class when it came to us maxing for five reps. So, that was really cool to see. Uh it was very eye-opening to understand what it was like to lift as an athlete. And I think I gained a lot of knowledge in terms of form, um, RPEs, maxes, all of that stuff. I gained a lot of knowledge on in terms of the weightlifting base um aspect of things. And I think I feel like I started on a good foundation because I was doing a lot of single arm stuff. Whereas a lot of people, when they step in the gym, they're doing straight uh compound lifts, you know, barbell bench. A lot of, uh, I don't know, not, I was doing a lot of unilateral stuff too. So my range of motion in different things was a lot higher than other people. So I felt like I had an advantage when I stepped into the gym after I was done with baseball because I was strong in my accessory muscles, whereas a lot of people are only strong in their you know, their bigger muscles, which consists of all of the the compound lifts that they're doing for three or four times a week. So that was cool to see. I took a lot of that knowledge when I finished baseball and when I stepped away and I had so many different exercises that I was doing that people didn't understand why I was doing them for. And a lot of the exercises that are being talked about now on TikTok, I knew about when I was 19, 18 years old. So that was cool to see. And I'm glad that the knowledge is being shared still, but to be able to gain that education and that knowledge at a younger age, when you're starting to learn about the gym, it's it's beneficial. It helps you save your body. It helps you protect yourself when you step into a gym and you look out for certain things that you're not supposed to do. Yes, the gym can prolong, you know, can prolong some things for you. It can make you feel um, healthier. It, you want longevity. So it, you try to go out and achieve that. But at the end of the day, it can hurt you twice as fast. You can do something wrong and not even feel like you're doing it wrong, and it takes, uh, it takes a toll on you five years down the road. And I mean, that's another topic that you can get into when it comes to maxes or lifting heavy or being on certain programs and diets or whatever. So, to, to keep this to keep this rolling, I want to talk about supplements. I'm a big believer that I gained the muscle, so we'll start here. Right now, I currently weigh myself a couple of days ago. I was having this conversation with my dad and my mom. I'm weighing in at 194 right now. The heaviest I've gotten after I was done with baseball was 205 pounds. Now, that was tough. 205 pounds was too much for me. There's people that can weigh 205 and look good, have you know some abs, feel good. I was weighing 205, and I was on a dirty diet. I was just eating whatever I could touch whatever I could see just to try to see how how fat like how much I can get on my body and I felt like shit. I I just did not feel good. So when I was able to to notice that and I saw that I couldn't I couldn't function the way I wanted to at 205 and we're we're talking about I started gaining weight and wanting to put muscle on after I finished baseball which when I was 22 years old I was Probably still weighing 165. So 165 to 205 in three to four years. That's crazy. It's a crazy jump. And when I look at pictures, I'm like, man, I've come a long way and I've had so much help along the way. And I'm just, you know, so blessed that I was able to go through the things I went through in baseball and just kind of carry that over and learn more things on the way. But overall, I'm excited to share that I got to 195 because of the diet that I was on and the programs i was setting up the programs that i got set up as well so yes supplements can supplement anything that your body cannot get in a day but it is not a substitute and i've had this conversation plenty of times yes it's okay to have a protein shake and i was doing this when i was in college because i wasn't able to get three or four meals in a day because we would play and i was like oh i'm going to you know take two scoops of protein and that's a meal replacement well it really isn't you know protein is supposed to help with whatever other protein you're getting at throughout the day if you need like another 80 grams of protein or you need another 90 to 100 grams of protein that's when it's going to play in uh, as a factor and help you out but if you're having two scoops of protein for lunch that's not okay you still need to get some carbs in you um i would get yourself on a five to six day routine diet Whereas if you have one cheat day where you just want to eat whatever you want, do it or however that looks for you. But make sure that you're eating three or four meals a day, depending on how many calories you're trying to intake. And then start adding supplements to your diet. I started off with pre-workout at 19, 20 years old. I wish I would have started later. Pre-workout has been such a hot item right now, especially on TikTok. And people are dry scooping it. People are taking two scoops of it. People are taking 600 milligrams of caffeine on top of whatever coffee they're drinking throughout the day. It's ridiculous guys. I'm sorry, but I will not advocate for taking pre-workout earlier than the age of like 23. I would say wait till you're 24. If you want to start taking pre-workout earlier than that, there's really no need to, because you, I look at myself when I was 19, 20 years old, I had so much energy I was doing things without caffeine. I was going to parties, staying out till two, three in the morning, and then waking up for a 5.30 a.m. workout. Like there is no need for that much caffeine at the age that you're in college or trying to perform to the best of your ability because three or four years down the road, you're going to start – Going to the gym full time, and I mean full time, without baseball, without softball, without any other sports coming into play, or just in general, you start lifting for the first time, and you've already been, you know, drinking caffeine. And you want to start taking pre-workout. You're probably going to need more than your your average dosage for someone that's just starting to take any type any type of caffeine. You think of people like if you drink Coke that has caffeine in it, you drink coffee every day, twice a day that has caffeine in it. You drink a nitro cold brew that has the probably the most caffeine in it. So. Be mindful of how much caffeine you're intaking. I had an issue with this too because I was drinking a cold brew in the morning and then a scoop and a half of pre workout. And I just hated the way I would wake up because it's, it, the crash is not okay. Like I don't wake I go to sleep and I get eight hours of sleep and I feel groggy and drowsy waking up the next morning. I'm like, dude, I tried, I told my body to go to sleep and my body was tired because of all the lot of caffeine I had. Be mindful of all that stuff. I, really advocate for people taking caffeine later in their life. At least be 22 years old. If you're stepping in the gym at 19, just be careful. Drink a Mountain Dew, drink a Red Bull. I would say drink those before you start drinking any type of pre-workout or taking any type of creatine. Creatine and pump um, are two supplements that I would say can wait longer than the pre-workout. If you want to take anything, I've noticed that I have seen a difference in my lifts with just taking pump. I'm trying to talk myself mentally to after, well, after this supplement that I'm done with, with my pre-workout, that's the last canister I'm going to buy. And I'm just going to take pump and maybe a coffee in the morning. So if you want to do some research in pump guys, it helps out with a bunch of oxygen and blood going through your body. Uh, Ideally, it's a scoop, maybe a scoop and a half. Um, certain ones will tell you otherwise. But any type of supplement you're taking, even protein, you need to drink water. I, I, don't need, I, I can't just advocate for this as calmly as I want to because I am so big on this. I've had friends that have ended up in the hospital because they take a pre-workout, a creatine, a pump, And drink not even a half gallon of water, guys. Please, please drink your water. If that's anything that you can do for yourself, if any sort of energy that you're trying to kind of get from within, it's water. And you would think, I'm like, oh, water fixes everything. It kind of does. Water gives you energy. Trust me on this. It is proven. There is research behind it. Drink almost a gallon a day, drink a gallon a day, drink a little more than a gallon a day. You will feel better. You will sleep better and you will have more energy energy sorry throughout the day please just give it a try challenge yourself buy one of those cool amazon gallon looking canisters and start you know filling up your gallon of water and seeing where you can get throughout the day and try to go up every day i on average drink about a gallon and a half of water Uh, i only drink coke or soda maybe once twice a week if that But I do drink like beers on the weekend, like on a Saturday or a Sunday. Aside of that, the supplements that I'm taking right now, I'm taking pre-workout, I'm taking pump, I'm taking creatine and greens. Greens is my vegetables. I don't eat a lot of vegetables throughout the day. So that is where the greens come into play. And it's that for sure is a substitute. It has a bunch of different aminos. It has vitamin C, vitamin D, a bunch of different things and uh, nutrients for you to get that you probably don't take every day in a multivitamin. Um, it's a drink. I like to drink stuff. So that's easy for me to get a scoop of that, pour that in there in the morning, drink that. And I've had my intake of vegetables for the day. Um, plus my vitamins. So that's cool. It, that, I would say that's the only substitute that you can really take. And there's other things that you can do with uh, like fiber. I take some fiber too in the morning as well. Um, along with the water and the protein and whatnot it just kind of helps out with everything. But pre-workout pump and creatine are the things I take. I do protein. I'll probably do two scoops a day. I'll do a scoop in the morning and maybe a scoop at night, uh, depending on what kind of lift I'm getting in. But overall, start start off slowly. Do your research. Figure out what, first of all, it's, it's like you got to figure out what brand works for you. Right now, I'm taking all Ghost products. Uh, it's pretty affordable. The taste is pretty decent too. If you are getting a pre-workout, there's not going to be one pre-workout that you will completely enjoy to where you're sipping on it. You're chugging your pre-workout. Everyone does that. And if they say they don't, they're probably lying because they have some sort of code with that brand. Um, But just be mindful of all that stuff, guys. I, I'm glad that my parents didn't let me take creatine and pre-workout. All my buddies were taking that when I was a sophomore in high school, because we were doing a lot of lifting and football and yeah, these guys are strong, really strong. And I was underdeveloped. I could have been taking it. They would offer it to me. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. I just, I didn't want to even try and dabble into that kind of stuff because I wasn't ready. I didn't think I wanted to do it. Um, but whatever works for you guys, I would say just do your research. Make sure that it's something that you want to do. And you know the side effects or what the downsides that could be from taking that kind of stuff. Um, it's recommended that you should cycle off of it. Have I? not yet, but like I said, the pre-workout I am working on mentally to getting off it. And a lot of it has to do with, I'm not going to go and buy another canister of pre-workout. So I'll drink coffee, I'll substitute it with maybe like a Red Bull and we'll see how that goes. Moving on into kind of the next subtopic, what's what type of lifting works for you and how are you going to see results? Everyone's body is different. Like I mentioned, I have friends that go to the gym, do whatever they want and never hit legs and their legs are bigger than mine. I have friends that, or I would, at the time I had friends, um, I am very strong in power cleans, but that doesn't correlate to growing any muscle. You really got to figure out how your body works and how your muscles work. I can sit on a leg extension and a leg curl for a whole 45 minute to an hour workout and get a pump in my legs by just doing those two exercises. Whereas some people have to step onto a platform and do squats, do deadlifts, do some type of compound movement to be able to grow their, break their muscle tissue down enough to be able to grow in, you know, a few days or whatnot. But a a good thing to have in your head is you should see a difference every week. So if you start lifting on a Sunday and your last day of lifting is on a Friday or you Monday, Friday, you should see a difference by that next Tuesday. I get there's, there's research people. Oh, you got to trust the process. There's it's going to take two to three weeks to start seeing results. No, that's bullshit. You should see a difference. And I'm not saying physically, mentally, in your confidence, in your form, you should see a difference in how you are going about that movement the next week, uh, within six to seven days. So when I hit back on a Monday or Tuesday, in this case, I hit back for eight pull-ups to start it off. I was hitting eight pull-ups. I'd have to stop at five, finish three, because I was weighing about 205. And I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to start doing pull-ups every day to get better at this. By that next Tuesday, I was able to do eight pull-ups with stopping at seven and getting that one more for four sets. So push yourself. Know the difference between fatigue and something pinching or something painfully hurting in your body there's there's a huge difference and if you don't jam a lot or if you don't know what that feels like you're not going to be able to kind of have a distinction between the two but overall you just gotta you gotta try out stuff i it took me three years to be able to figure out how i could put on muscle and how i could make my body look different within a month And I tried so many things out. I had to get rid of things that I like doing. had to start trying out things that I didn't like to do. And at the end of the day, it's how bad do you want to make your body look a certain way? What is it that you're trying to do? Are you just trying to go to the gym so you can drink three times a week? If that's you, cool. You just want to maintain a body? Cool. That's do what you got to do. But are you... The other person who is, you know, your competitor, you probably played sports or you probably were in the gym for a different reason. And you miss that feeling that like waking up sore feeling or that barely being able to walk out the gym feeling. And you want to get to a certain goal. You want to reach a certain goal. You want to see what your body could look like if you try sacrificing certain things. That is when you are able to look at yourself and challenge yourself and put yourself into uncomfortable situations and be like, I really don't like doing lunges, but I'm just going to start doing them, even if that means I put a 30, 40 pound barbell on my back and do it up and down. And people are looking at me. That's what it took me. I was starting off with lunges and I hate lunges, guys. I completely hate lunges. I started off with a 50 pound barbell. Look to the left of me. This girl's doing an 80 pound up and back. I'm stopping halfway and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to get better. At the end of the day, everyone's there to get better for themselves. Where am I at? Where am I at now? Uh, I would say two months or not even two months. I would say a month later last night I was doing 110 pounds of a barbell up and back and I did four or five sets of that. So it's just putting your mind to it. It you got to figure out what works for you. You got to figure out where your confidence is and where you're willing to kind of see Maybe uh, a progression in things slower than than something else. So in my back, I can grow my back within two weeks, but on the other hand, my chest it takes me a little bit longer. So know your body, know what kind of lifts you want to do, and try out different lifts. If that means you put the the pin on the thirty pound instead of the sixty pound, dude, you're just trying to you're trying to make yourself better. It it is uncomfortable. It is insecure. I go to a private gym and everyone in that gym is bigger than me, girls and guys. So I really don't go in there with an ego because I'm like, dude, there's someone in here that's stronger than me. And I really don't care because at the end of the day, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get myself to a point to where I look good and I'm happy with where I'm at. I've come so far with being 145, 155 pounds. Like I would have people make fun of me because my arms look like noodles. And I I mean, at this time it's funny, but at that time I'm like, dude, that kind of sucks. You know, it, it doesn't feel good when you get made fun of because of how your body looks. And that goes for anyone. So try different things out. If I was an athlete, I didn't put any weight on. After I left sports, I started gaining weight. Why is that? A lot of conditioning. You got to take that into consideration. You don't have a diet. They say they feed you, they say they give you meals, but you guys are, as athletes, you burn so many calories that there's not even enough time in the day to be able to eat all those to replace how much you've burned. So if you're really trying to gain weight and gain muscle as a college athlete, care just be very careful because when you get into season time, you're going to lose all of it. Guarantee during your off season, you'll probably put a good amount of it on, but you won't lift nearly as hard as you do when you're in season. So just keep that in mind. If that's something that you really want for yourself, don't have, don't be so hard when you're stepping in the gym in season and you're trying to have huge arms and a huge chest because the bottom line, you're trying to win games for whatever sport that is. You're not trying to look good or, you know, pull 365 for six reps for deadlift. Cool. I'm, I'm glad I got that out there. And I feel like that that's a good point for people to understand because I didn't understand that when I stepped into college. And I thought I was just going to look like this huge bodybuilder. But that's not the type of lifting that you do for, uh, for uh, an activity like that. So what should I get? What What's the purpose? What are my goals? What are, what are my goals? What my mobility should look like? Guys, all of it is your own program. And I think that's what's so great about going to the gym and lifting in general. There is no right or wrong way besides form. Form is, that's out of the picture. That's like an asterisk that you have to have with a lot of things that you're stepping in the gym for. But in terms of programs and what's right and what's wrong and what your diet is, that is totally up to you. If you are able to say, I'm going to stop eating junk food all week and not eat out all week and maybe have a cheap meal on like a Saturday or Sunday, you can do that. See where that bot will see where your body takes you. If you're willing to say, Okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to um, meal prep for four, do that. That's for you. I guarantee that you decide to make one diet change, whether it's Meal prep, whether it's takeout, eating three times a week to two times a week, you're going to see a huge difference in your body. Drinking a gallon of water or almost a gallon of water a day, you're going to see a difference in your body. You're going to feel different. You're going to look at yourself differently. You're going to have motivation. You're going to have energy. There's just so many things that are so fun about going to the gym because I don't know if you've ever gone and you've had such a great workout. You've had, you just, you did everything. You hit maybe a PR. You got through all your lifts without anyone taking up your space or taking up a machine. And you just walk out and you, it's like a euphoric feeling. It's almost, you hit that cardio for 10 minutes and you're just like, Ooh, that was a good workout. You know, your body's able to come down. You give yourself some food. And if you lift, you lift at night, you get to go to bed, have a good night's rest. If you go in the morning, you start your day off on the right foot. It's, it's a good therapeutic session that can be a a big I would say a big mental pro for a lot of people that are going through it or that need that time away to put their mentality towards something constructive and competing against something. I feel like everyone should be competing. You should always want to be a competitor in anything that you want to do in life. And if there's nothing that you want to be better at, it sounds like a boring life. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that there's, You have to always be competitive in everything you do, but you should want to push yourself to a certain limit and certain things to get better at doing the things you want to do. So, to finish off the last five minutes, man, I'm very happy to be sitting here and talking to you guys. This was probably one of my favorite episodes to go over because it's really just tying things into what I went through and how I can share knowledge to people that are stepping in the gym. If you feel like you'll never see any growth, trust me, I am an advocator for the people out there, because I thought I would never be at this point where I'm at now. And I only hope to be where I'm at now. And it feels good to get compliments like, dang, dude, you look good. Like, you know, you really been working hard or, um, my dad, like Mijo, like you look so big now, like I'm proud of you or my mom, same thing. Like, it's cool to have that. My sister, like, like whoever just, it's so, it feels so good. It feels so good when people compliment you on something that you've been trying to do and you're working at for, you know 10 15 20 30 an hour of your day it just it, it that's all it takes all it takes is 30 minutes all it takes is 20 minutes to do cardio whatever your gym looks like whatever your exercise room looks like whatever that entails of take time for it you're going to enjoy it you're going to one day you're going to look back and be like dang I started here and now I'm here and I think that's another big pro for me is I like to look back in my old pictures and see where I'm at now cuz I see where the work has gone and it can only go up. You really can. You can only adjust your diet. You can only uh, get better at other lists. You can start dabbling into different times of work, different types of workouts. Um, When it comes to supplements, guys, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big ghost fan. I like what they stand for. And I like the branding that they creativity, they put together Um, really tasty products as well. When it comes to protein, that's just totally up to you. Uh, and there's gym brands out there that you can get, you guys can make yourself look good and feel good. in. I'm a big believer in, if you look good, you're going to feel good at the gym. Or you're going to get that, that lift in that you want. I wear a ton of Anaka stuff. Um, I've supported local gym brands. Uh, I have my own brand that I wear to the gym too. So make an investment in your gym attire as much as you do your supplements. Because sometimes I feel like you can have all the supplements in the world. You can have the best of the best of the supplements and it doesn't work for you. But if you're wearing something that is true to you and it's a value and it stands for something more than just a, a Nike swoosh or an Adidas logo and it, it's a, a buddy of yours or, you know, they it's like GBT, get better today. They want their people to get better. It's gonna It's gonna make you push yourself to go that extra day, to go that extra mile, to go that extra second, And be the best you can be because you're not only working out for yourself, you're working out because you just spent $80 to $100 on some gym apparel. And you wanted to make sure that you're representing the brand, you're representing the family that you're you're repping. So, or that you're wearing in this case. So very happy that I got to share with you guys. Um, If there's any other things that you guys need to hit me up with or any questions that you want to know, topics that you want to talk about on the podcast, just hit me up on my Instagram, blessed, humble, determined. Arizona BHD on Instagram, TikTok. Arizona BHD. I'm very happy for how season two ended guys. If you didn't know this, this is the last episode for season two. I want to say thank you to all my guests. Thank you to the, the supporters that have been listening since season one. And even before that, very blessed to have you guys. I guarantee that these first two seasons were somewhat of pilot seasons into what season three is going to be. I already have guests lined up that I've, know are going to be great content it's going to be a great time and a great vibe and so many more opportunities are going to be opened up in season three guys i'm very happy i'm very excited to where bhd is at now and i'm very proud of myself to where i've gotten it and the people around me that have gotten it to this place and it's only going to go up i promise you thank you guys so much i love you all